Hello, my friends. This is the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And that's Not Just Blowing Smoke. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. All right, everybody, that was Jeff Pitchell's Fat Cigar you were listening to, and that means it's time for Not Just Blowing Smoke. Coming at you live from our studio headquarters in Londonderry, New Jersey, in uh, Londonderry, New, New Jersey. Jersey. <laughs> uh, I was thinking about New Jersey a few minutes ago. Uh, it's wet, and mm-hmm. it's rainy, and it's dark and nasty, but here we are, ready to go. Um, if you are watching us live on Facebook or YouTube, or if you're listening after the fact on uh, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, iTunes, or Google, or wherever you found this podcast, make sure you hit the subscri- subscribe button so that you don't ever miss a thing. I'm Pastor Padrone. I'm here with my co-hosts, Pat and Dave. Hola. Nick is off tonight, and we have the amazing Tequila Talia with us again tonight. Thank oh. you for being with us. <laughs> of course. Dahlia is a liquor rep, and uh, one of the things that uh, we all believe makes our podcast special is that uh, we not only have cigar people on here, but we have liquor people on here. That's right. And, Shake it uh, up. Pairings is a big part of uh, the smoking experience, and it's always great to try new things. Uh, and we all know, I think, that uh, when people think, what am I going to drink with a cigar? Nine times out of ten, they're thinking scotch. They're thinking bourbon. Um but there's lots of things that go well with cigars and tobacco, especially particular cigars and pipe tobacco. And uh, one of those things is tequila. And uh, one of our uh, original members, Pablo Maduro, um, always dreaded this <laughs> pairing because he had a very bad experience in uh, college with like tequila. Most like most people. <laughs> like most Americans. And so, you know... And I, I never had the kind of experience that they're talking about, you know, I never went, you know, skiing because I drank tequila or whatnot, but, uh, (laughs) but, um, that's a, well, we won't go there, but, um, it's not one of the things that I normally go to and, and, um, you've been a big part in opening my mind and Mm -hmm. the other uh, guys on the show to just how good tequila can be as a cigar pairing. That's right. So um, uh, just before we get to what we're pairing it with, we are going to be smoking this. This is the Room 101 Johnny Tobacconaut Robusto. Uh, the Johnny Tobacconaut is a cigar from Matt Booth. It originally came out in 2015 as a limited edition uh, cigar and then went on hiatus for a while and now is back as a regular in the room 101 line and uh, just hit stores recently just in the last week or so um it's not the same blend as the limited release was 
but it, it features a Ecuadorian Connecticut Mexican binder and Nicaraguan filler. And the Robusto here is the classic uh, five by 50 uh, cigar. And tell us about the tequila we're going to be drinking while we're smoking yes. tonight. So we're drinking a tequila that's new to New Hampshire. It's called Cody Go 1530. So brand new. 1530. Mm -hmm. The 1530 is a year. So it's, okay. it's kind of a nod to like the Spanish conquistadors that founded this town in Jalisco okay. where this is made. Um, so only in, I want to say it's in under 10 states in the U.S. right now. So really? It's, not, wow. it's very rare. They've only even been selling it to the U.S. for about a decade because it's a very private distillery. Okay. Um, so they were only selling to very wealthy people down in Mexico, friends mm. and neighbors, things like that. They weren't mass distributing. Um, so eventually, you know, they decided, well, let's make some money off this. You know, this is really good. So, <laughs> um, like, long story short, they started selling to the U.S., luckily enough, because this is quickly becoming one of my favorite tequilas. Maybe top two. This is, this is really good stuff. It is very nice. Um... And also the benefit of being a privately owned distillery is most tequilas on the shelf, there's multiple brands coming out of the same distillery. Mm -hmm. So they're pumping out way too much tequila at one time trying to keep up. They're picking the agaves too early, so they're having to add sweeteners to make up for the lack of the sweetness in the fruit. So they control everything at their distillery and they do none of that. There's no additives, very, very clean, and they let their agaves mature. So it has real flavor, not mm. just additive flavors. How, how Do you know anything about how long it takes an agave plant to mature before they can be used? Um, they go seven years. Seven years. Seven freaking years. Time. I have they no are how much is the bottle? <laughs> uh, right now, this bottle, the Blanco, is... It's forty five retail, but it's on sale for thirty five. What? I yeah. I was I getting ready for you to say like, you know, know two hundred bucks. Yeah. You know, like, nope. Yep. Oh, so when you get to the extra in Yehos, the extra in Yehos is like two hundred something, but the Blanco is retails forty five. What? In New Hampshire. I know. Picking some up tomorrow. <laughs> That's everybody that now, has tried this has takes, told me that. What takes the Blanco forty five dollars to the two hundred dollar price tag. What's the um, difference? Is, so, is it worth the price difference in taste? Yes, um, because so first it's labor intensive because now they're taking barrels and they're using to age their tequila. They're using French Cabernet barrels mm -hmm. from um, from the Napa France. Valley. From the Napa Valley. <laughs> oh. From the Napa Valley. France. But it's French oak. So it does originally, yeah. So the French Napa, oak you know, from they California. Use wineries. <laughs> the wineries get their barrels from France, okay? Okay. <laughs> but most tequilas are aged in American oak. French oak. Is it France? California. Okay, so are we interested or no? Yes, yes, <laughs> okay. we're very interested. Um, so yeah, they're taking these barrels, right? Again, French yes. oak instead of American oak, like most tequilas, and they have to char the inside now. So okay. they're breaking down used barrels. They're using the broken down barrels as the flame to char the aging barrels, which is also very rare. So there's no waste. They're always using their barrels. Mm. And it's adding more flavor. Then it's the time it spends. So I think their extra Añejo is aged for like six years. Six years. So you think how long it takes for the agave to ripen. Then they got to distill it. Then they got to 
you know, so, age it another six years. So how, how, how long does it, once they've distilled it, how long do they, how long does it take to, to let the tequila sit? Or is it something where it's done and it's ready to go? For the Blanco, it's done and ready to go. So okay. you distill it, you bottle it, you package it, you ship it. Okay. Um, and then. Hence the price. Correct. Can be a lot lower. Correct. Okay. So there's the. Rosado, you said? Reposado. Reposado. And then Añejo. Añejo. And then extra Añejo. And extra Añejo. Yeah. Okay. So and this is the bottom barrel. This is just a clean, yeah, original tequila. So this is just the base. No wow. aging. Yeah. And this is, like, better than, like, anything. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this is crazy. I know. Oh, my goodness. Oh, this is dangerous. It it is. Is just, it's extremely dangerous. This is just dangerous. straight up, too. Oh, I know. Wow. No lime, no nothing. Right. We're just drinking this straight on ice. Yep. Yep. It's very good. And right. there's actually flavor. Like, mm. nice flavor. What kind of flavors should people be getting from this, do you think? Um. Well, I can tell you, but why don't you guys tell me first what you taste? A little bit of... I don't know. It kind of tastes like a... Uh... Like if you flavored water with Sprite, you know okay. what I mean. So it's like, it's like you know what I mean. Like a like a, it's not like, yeah. it's not like a full on Sprite flavor. But if you watered it down, so like you were saying, we have Sprite flavored water. Like you know, it's water forward. That kind of tastes. That that's what I get from it. Okay, Patrick, usually pretty good at this, and <laughs> no, it's tough. I don't have like the best tequila palette yet, but it's like, it, it does taste carbonated. It's weird. I think it's the, I, I don't usually drink anything with ice. Yeah. So I'm okay. not really used to like the cord sensation, mm -hmm. but like, I don't know. I'm getting, it, it's like, the, I can pick out like citrus and honey. Yeah. There's a honey like sweetness. Mm -hmm. A little bit of citrus. I can, I can see where Dave is picking up like lime. I get the honey. Yeah, I totally totally agree with the honey. You know, not so it's not quite spite, but I mean that's just like my first thought off the top. But yeah, I wasn't see? trying to put it down. Either. No, you guys are good. Citrus is a main point, mm -hmm. like the main flavor profile, mm -hmm. and then also they say you know like kind of because it's from the valley, which mm -hmm. gets I guess like a minerally quality. They say. Uh, like sort of earthy, minerally, so it that has could be like different. The carbon. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. your. Mm -hmm. And also honey. Basically, what they say is when you roast an agave, it tastes like honey. Mm. So that's look at you guys nailing honey, it. citrus, carbon, boom. <laughs> Nailed it. That's awesome. Um, how do you think it's going with the cigar, Pat? You want to talk about the little Johnny here? You've been smoking on Johnny for a little bit. Yeah, I didn't know it was. I, I couldn't actually find the blend on this, so I didn't know it was a Connecticut. I, I would have guessed like it was a like a mild Habano. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it definitely doesn't look like a Connecticut. It's real dark for a Connecticut, even the shade. Yeah, it has um, like when I smoked it, I think it was two two days ago. It was. It has like that floral sweetness you get from like as a you know Cuban esque kind of profile. It's like really creamy and has like that floral vanilla kind of sweetness. Um, it has a little bit of a white spice. Mm -hmm. It's nothing too intense. No. And then, I don't know. Just like it, it, 
there's a lot of complexity. I, I said they had the tequila now, it, it just changed everything. So I'm trying to think of what it was before I actually sipped it. <laughs> <laughs> but then the tequila on the finish adds like a really... I, I don't want to say it's like a honey, but... Mm. Like a... um. Yes. It's like a jammy grape, kind of. A jammy grape. Yeah, like kind of a thick grape sweetness on the back of my palate. Mm. And then you get like that kind of mineral note, like the carbon. There's like definitely the earthy the mineral, mineral. Yeah. Definitely lingers a little bit if, if it's a fresh drink from the tequila. But if you take a sip from the tequila and kind of get away from it for a couple of draws, it kind of goes into that jammy kind of sweetness i'm talking about mm, like I'm the long that. finish on the tequila yeah i see what you're saying picking up what you're laying down there <laughs> now talia you know my favorite question for you is how does this uh impact your enjoyment of the tequila this one it doesn't like seem to change the flavor too much for me like it mm. might make it it seems a, a little richer, maybe, the flavor of the tequila, like a little silkier. Okay. But other than that, like, it's keeping it pretty solid and, and um, consistent, which I like. So Dave, what about you? No, I don't think it's really changing the tequila for me either. I think they're both just kind of like... Hanging together. Hanging together, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like a really good pairing surreal. where... where They keep their integrity. Yeah. But I think the flavors of the tequila really kind of mesh with the cigar. Mm -hmm. You know, there's that mineral aspect touch, and, that touch sweet, and that touch of sweetness um, in the cigar that is also mirrored in the tequila. Mm -hmm. Look at that. That was so, another blind one. That was a success. See that? Mm -hmm. We're professionals here, people. <laughs> but you can still try it at home. <laughs> um, if... People are going out and looking for tequila. What what should they look for in something? If people are shopping, you know, people are freaked out about getting tequila that's going to send them into some kind of weird hangover vortex. vortex. You know, what what do you, what are the things that people should know when they're shopping for tequila? Quality. I mean, don't go buying bottom shelf tequila. If it comes in a plastic bottle, put that back, please. Like. The biggest thing I can say is don't cheap out on your tequila. You don't have to go crazy and buy like an $80, $100 bottle. Mm -hmm. But I would say, you know, as long as you're going over 30 40 you shouldn't have that nasty hangover. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's a very clean when you get a high-quality tequila. Now, just because it's expensive doesn't mean it's high-quality, so do your research too. But um, as long as you're not getting the rot gut or the well, it's you're usually pretty safe. <laughs> the rot gut tequila. It looks like a high west bottle. Oh, it kind of does, doesn't it? It's like those like I don't want to call it air bubbles, but that weird. It does have mm -hmm. a little air glass bubble in the kind glass. Of thing. Yeah, it's a very cool. It's a very cool bottle. When you came in a couple of weeks ago, or how, what, what, it was longer than that, I guess, wasn't it? Was it before I left? I think it was vacation? before. Yeah. So yeah, a couple weeks. Yeah, and uh, you brought this in for us to try, and it was, I think everybody who tried it was impressed. Yeah, and it was funny because nobody was going to. 
yeah. when I first brought it in. They're like, oh, we'll just do it. That's fine. We don't need to try it. And then one by one, you were all like, I'll take a little sip. Oh, we I'll all try fell it. to the spell <laughs> of tequila tell yeah. Everyone does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what have you been up to lately since you've been on the show last? It's been a while. Yeah, when did we do that gym one? Like a month? Was that more than a month? I can't oh, track of the summer anymore. Really? Yeah, it's been several months since you've been I wouldn't on. say several. Six weeks. Mm. Several months. No. It's been a while. Anyway. It's been it's been it's been a while. It's been more than a month. I'll give you six to eight weeks. Six to eight weeks. <laughs> yeah. Uh the only thing really besides work, uh, is I went to York for that week. Which yeah. Was awesome. The one full, beautiful, summery week in summer. I happened to be at the beach all week. It was perfect. Awesome. That's awesome. 85 and sunny every day. There was like one rainy day, which... So did you, you just go to the beach and day. hang out? Did you... Oh, yeah. Do you know... Do you, um, when you go to the beach, are you one of these people that just sits in the sand and suns himself? Or are you like active. in the water, active? Oh. You know, what, I'm what water. Do you like I'm in the water. I'm taking walks. I'll sit and read here and there. So I'll read for a little bit. Yeah. And then I'll get up, you know, I'll come back and snack. But I'm always bouncing around. Yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't just lay out. I, not only will I just fry beyond belief, <laughs> but I love being in the water. Oh, yeah. So that's, that's kind of where I, I'll go in, mm-hmm. come out, warm up, dry off, go back in, walk and, on the beach. And the water is actually really nice when I was there. Yeah. I mean... We got used to it like that. We were swimming. How often do you actually just take swims in the coast of Maine yeah. and are comfortable in the water and not Serious. freezing? Serious. I, mean, I, had, I had some family up from Florida to um, visit my mom, her younger brother and sister, and they both live on the uh, um, <clears throat> west coast of Florida. And they're, they're saying that you know, right now... Oh. The the water's over a hundred degrees. Insane. That's it's, gross. It's, That's too hot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like you get hit with the wave and you feel hot. <laughs> Not even cool. It's like a, I think they said that at one point it was hundred and fifteen degrees. The ocean was hundred and fifteen degrees. I can't even imagine what that feels like. Yeah. Yeah, it's not because that's like beyond bath water. That's gross. That's like beyond hot tub. That's yeah. like what that's too hot. Yeah, yeah, nasty, nastiness. Now, <laughs> them being, you know, 70s, 80s, they, <laughs> they, thought, love it was, it. they thought it was great. <laughs> oh, this is great, you know. Yeah, but, uh, you know, now no self-respecting Floridian is going to go swimming in anything that's less than 70 degrees. Of course. Up here, you know, if the water gets to 60 degrees, we're cheering. Oh, yeah. And if you can be in the water comfortably, you know, and it gets 65, 70 degrees worth I'm loving it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know? I love so, going to yeah. Florida in the wintertime, like January, February, and going swimming and seeing all the locals. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, they're all in sweaters and <laughs> <Yeah>. everything. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's how it is. That's how it is. Um, what are the best ways for people to enjoy tequila? Well, if when you're going for a <laughs> nice <Orally>. quality <laughs> oh, They're good, Dave. They're uh, good. <laughs> You want fresh juices. Let's let's be real. Most people are getting hungover from tequila because they're drinking house margaritas and it's half sour mix, right? Mm. So the sugar is the sugar is what's killing you more than mm. the tequila. Uh, so you know, skinny margaritas, Jamaican margaritas, where it's just fresh juices, no sour, none of that bottled stuff is ideal, especially when you have a nice quality tequila and then 
you can actually taste the tequila. Mm. Palomas mm -hmm. are really popular right now as well. What's in a Paloma? Which is, it's grapefruit juice and or grapefruit soda, but it's always a carbonated element. So okay. I like to do just grapefruit juice, soda water, and lime juice. And it's really refreshing, like summery kind of cocktail. Mm. And again, you can taste the tequila. Sounds like you're just making the tequila into gin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mix gin with anything. No. I actually don't really mix tequila with anything either, but you know. <laughs> For everyone else. For everyone else who doesn't want to drink straight. Fresh juice is way to go. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, now, you're going to be at our pipe event this Saturday. Mm -hmm. We've got... Uh, Big event going on with Jeremy Reeves, who's the head blender for Cornell and Deal, coming into town. And we're excited about that because he doesn't normally do events for shops. Um, the kind of things he's going to be doing with us, he normally does at big seminars and uh, uh, big groups like that. Um, he's going to be doing a blending demonstration of, uh, well, he's we're doing dinner. I'd, I'd, and I'd advertise the dinner and tell you about tickets, but it's sold out. Um, uh, so I'm pumped about that too. Yep. But uh, we're going to be having a uh, four course meal. Uh, every course is going to come with a glass of wine, and uh, he's going to be doing a um, uh, blending demonstration of how he makes uh, Dexter's Secret, which Yay. is an English uh, flake that uh, Cornell and Deal makes for twins, 724, and um, um. The wine and the choruses are all paired with the components. And then we're all going to learn about each of the components and how they're done, how they're put together, and how they're grown, how they're aged, and tasting notes you're supposed to get. And then enjoy it with the food and the drink. And then at the end, uh, with dessert, uh, fresh baked uh, baklava from a top-notch uh, bakery uh, in Methuen, um, we're going to be having dexter secret the whole thing together it's going to be going to be a lot of fun but before that there's a big uh savinelli and peterson pipe show that jeremy will be at and uh kaz walters both of them will be on the the podcast next week so i'm excited about that but well really they'll be able to stay yeah they'll be on the podcast next yes. week and um during that which goes from 12 to 4, which is open to anybody and everybody. There's no limit on that coming in. Uh, Talia will be there, too, because he wanted to do a tequila tasting. <laughs> and who better to have a tequila tasting than tequila, tequila Talia? That's right. So um, 30 bucks is going to get you the tasting for that. And there are three different things that you're bringing, and this is one of them, correct? Yes. So we're doing the Codigo tequila. That's going to be our mid-shelf. Mm-hmm. We're doing Altos tequila, which is also a mid-shelf tequila. Um, it's a little bit more, like it, that retails for about 30. Mm -hmm. so it's a little bit more cost efficient. And I believe, are we doing that in a little cocktail? Yeah. So a little fresh juice margarita with that one. And then my personal favorite, Avion 44, which we have oh, done before. I know, I know. I don't think we've ever done a tasting. I think we just done it on the, the show, right? This, this is horrible. That was the first tequila I ever had. It was <laughs> Avion 44. It was what an introduction. Like, yeah. If this is what tequila is, what's people's problem? Mm-hmm. Right? What, how can you possibly have a problem with this tequila? Yeah. yeah with, with tequila in general. Yeah, that's and what then, opened And then up. I found out that 
there's tequila, and then there's tequila. Mm -hmm. I can see this pairing very well with the Boston Tea Party. Mm. It's the honey component. Yeah, I agree with you, Pat. That would go very well with that. Um, you, you, well, let me collect my thoughts. You're, this is one of those tequilas, Pat, that I think could go with a lot of different cigars. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. I mean, what are some other cigars you think would pair well with a tequila like this? Um, one that comes to mind would be like the Stowell Stars. I think would go very well with this. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't think there's really, I can't name anything. I think an easier question would be what wouldn't go well with it. And I really can't <laughs> think. I think a Davidoff would go really well because oh, Davidoff totally, has geez. like that lime honey yep. notes to it. Mm -hmm. It's one of the only cigars that I can kind of say that about. So, uh, really, like, I'm thinking, like, upper-end cigars, really, like, just, like, the white labels, like, Rocky's white label. And Atabay would be phenomenal with it. You know, there's very few spirits I can name that I would... Acre farm. I, yeah, that would go well with it, too. Because mm. usually when you go to those higher-end cigars, like, since they're so aged, you kind of don't want to drink anything with them. Because mm -hmm. they're going to just completely take over the cigar. But I feel like this tequila would just enhance it like it's doing with this one it's fairly like mild mild plus cigar but it's not taking away from the cigar but mm. it's kind of changing the finish a little bit so uh, yeah i'd say like th this is something i would comfortably reach for from doing like a 30 plus dollar cigar and i don't want to have anything take away from it yeah I actually yeah that makes a lot of sense because if you're drinking the bourbons and and scotches and stuff with it the flavor is so strong and the, the brown liquors fighty yeah you know Either they end up mingling well together, or they, it's like a, like a fight. Now we we read that quote from Matt Booth, that this was a very nuanced cigar that had a lot going on. It was not monochromatic, and it was set to bring you on a galactic experience. Pat, do you agree or disagree with Mr. Booth? Are you having a galactic experience? <laughs> it's, it's a well blended cigar. I mean, mm. the marketing in it, you know, you can kind of say what you want with it, but I mean, it's, I have nothing bad to say about it for sure. It's, it's, um, it's definitely, it's definitely got a lot going on for a Connecticut cigar. Yeah. I mean, I, I could definitely say it's not your typical Connecticut for sure. I mean, before you said Connecticut in the beginning of the show, I, I was thinking Habano because I tried looking. I found the old blends from the limited releases, right. but I didn't find anything on this. And I would have, I would have guessed like a Habano because it has a little bit more body than your typical Connecticut. It's kind of like the 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 Goss Dayman cigar I smoked mm. the other day. Mm -hmm. Like it's a Connecticut, but it doesn't smoke at all like a Connecticut. It was yeah. interesting. Yeah, this has this has a fair amount of. Uh, like second third, I can say the spice. spice. Yeah, the spice is, is building up, really mm -hmm. kicking up on the second third here. Mm. Now I think it's. I mean, honestly, ever since like I thought when Room One Hundred One and Matt Booth got bought from Forged, I, I Scandinavian tobacco, I thought the quality would go down, but he's done really. I haven't had one cigar that's come out that's been bad. He's done a really great job with it. Yeah, I would agree. I, I, I being totally transparent. And maybe it had something to do with the name, you know, Johnny Tobacconaut and the the little label here, you know, the little skywalking dude. I, I did not have high expectations for this, 
but this is really good. It's very enjoyable, and you know, What's it's the, it, uh... this is a, a one of those cigars that just about anybody could smoke. It, if you're if you're only into Connecticut's, you're gonna like this. That's what it is. But if you're into you know cigars with complexity and nuance, you're gonna get that from this. If you're into cigars that are more full bodied and full flavored, there's a lot going on here, and I you won't be disappointed with it. Mm. But I think it hits a wide swath of the cigar um, community. I wonder if it's actually really a Connecticut, Connecticut, or if it's like. It's Ecuadorian Connecticut. It's Ecuadorian Connecticut, yeah. I was going to mm-hmm. say. I think the uh, Mexican binder is what kind of amps it up a lot. You get that earthiness and that kind of cocoa notes from the uh, Mexican San Andreas. You know, uh, I think that adds a lot to this. I've seen a lot of people just doing that. Like, I feel like since, I mean, I, I've been I'm talking like I've been doing cigar stuff for my whole life. But the three years I've been smoking cigars, like when I started off, like typically like <laughs> Connecticut was like a really mild cigar. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like either Ecuadorian or true Connecticut. But then like the recent Connecticut's I've smoked, at least this year, it has been taking like what you think is a Connecticut and just changes it completely and just makes kind of a new genre of cigars. Like... Like the Goss cigar that I'm talking about is an Ecuadorian mm-hmm. Connecticut, but they have um, Honduran Broadleaf from the filler, mm. and then like it it switched from like a typical Connecticut in the first inch to like a almost like a late hour Davidoff. It just wow. got like dark and rich. You have like the 20 acre farm that uses um, Florida sun grown, so it's like a more mm-hmm. sweeter, fuller bodied Connecticut. This one here, San Andreas Binder, so it has like that creaminess from the Connecticut wrapper, mm-hmm. but you get like a lot of those more fuller bodied characteristics just from the tobacco that they're putting inside of it yeah so it's one of those like you know we joke around saying that the darker wrapper doesn't mean it's stronger but typically it's true just because of what they put inside the cigar but a lot of the connecticut's nowadays like lighter wrapper but they have stronger tobacco inside so it's kind of interesting how it seems like a lot of the companies are kind of moving to that more untraditional connecticut approach would you call this a straight medium cigar I think by the second third you start getting to that medium range, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's do the uh, 724 flashback Yay. right now. The 724 flashback is a weekly, uh, weekly, a weekly segment highlighting historical events. Brought to you by 724 Cigars. Smoke a piece of history, and this week's um, thing is that on this coming Saturday when we'll be having our pipe show at dinner uh august 12th 1981 dave do you know what happened that day no No. ibm released its first personal computer oh that's sweet and apple laughed at them and then lost more than 50 percent of the market (laughs) and then caught back up later but uh because they uh, had, you know, basically open software and they could, uh, third parties could uh, add or, you know, add on to it and everything. It really took off and it just changed, it changed the world, literally. And, you know, I mean, how many of us, do you all have personal computers now? 
whether it's a laptop or something else mm -hmm. or a tablet. Mm -hmm. I have one. You, what was what was what was your first personal computer that you had? Uh, my family got we got our first desktop. I want to say around about I was probably six, so like ninety six. <laughs> <laughs> That's so it was before my sister was born, so it was pre ninety eight. Yeah, Dave, you remember what it was for us? We had an Atari twenty six hundred, you know, and or no, Atari eight hundred. Atari eight hundred, that's right. And um, Dad reprogrammed it. Yeah, he stripped it of its memory and reprogrammed it. And I remember being like nine years old, and we'd get these antic magazines that had. Uh, video games in the back that were uh, written in basic and you could type them in and it was probably like a couple dozen pages of code and I just mm -hmm. sat there for hours and typed it in and you know dad was real happy because I was quiet and occupied <laughs> yeah that, no, it's true <laughs> what still boggles my mind is that 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 first computer came with a stunning 14k of memory mm -hmm. you know <laughs> When I when I save a and that thing was that thing was like two grand. Yeah, and when when I when I save a when I save a sermon that I I do like on a Sunday, you know it's it's a lot bigger than fourteen k. And when you think of it like that, it's just nuts how far we've all come and everything. I mean, we're, can you even imagine getting through the life without one of these things now? Well, I mean, even more, like half of that memory, mm -hmm. probably less than half of that memory, that's what they had on their, the, the Apollo 11 mission to the moon, for their, that held their life support, their guidance system, like everything. Yeah. And it was like less than half of that. Like, it's, it's just crazy. Well, it's freaking nuts, man. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely Technology nuts. Technology came way too far, way too fast. <laughs> <laughs> Spooky now. And that has been the 724 Flashback for this week, a weekly segment highlighting historical events brought to you by 724 Cigars. Smoke a piece of history. Absolutely. Honey. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so as we're coming to the end of the first half here, what's what's our final thoughts on the uh, Johnny Tobacco? On? Is this a... Would you go well, for this what, again? What's the price point on this thing? We didn't uh, even mention that. The price point on this is is nine bucks. What? This is wow. nine bucks. That's a fantastic nine dollars cigar. Mm -hmm. I'm in. <laughs> Would you smoke it again? You, oh, if you gave me one. <laughs> if I gave you one. <laughs> <laughs> gave you one. <laughs> what do you think, Pat? You're a Matt Booth guy. You think he uh, did another hit bringing this back? Yeah, I think it's right up there with everything else. Um, like I, I like the Room 101 farce. It's yeah. like probably my go-to. But yeah, that, that's kind of like a late afternoon smoke. I'd say this is a pretty good like wake up in the morning black coffee. Mm. Oh, I bet it would go I'd really nice with, with coffee. Yeah, I could totally see this pairing well with coffee. And Dave, you're good with it. Mm-hmm. 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 All right. Oh, yeah. Well, then let's switch to the next part of the program. And that is where we take out the pipes and we smoke another thing that's new to the market. And that is fourth generation tobacconist twilight blend. Uh, and from oh, the bag, yeah. where is the bag? We've got the bag here so we bag, can show yeah. people the bags. Here we go. It's a bulk tobacco that you can get uh, if you have a uh, fourth gen account. And uh, if it looks 
familiar like a Cornelian deal bag. It's because it is. They make it for them. And uh, uh, this is another blend that uh, Eric Stokeby and Jeremy Reeves worked on together. It's a uh, broken flake. And from the bag, it says uh, matured Virginia's vibrant Orientals and bold St. James Perique are expertly blended and lightly pressed to create a panoramic interplay of both darkly provocative and lightly sweet flavors expressing the soft glow mysterious shadows and limitless hidden possibilities of twilight not the saga not the saga not the saga not the twilight saga oh please not i the feel twilight so saga. sparkly and now i have a confession to make i have never watched any of those movies neither have i neither of you yeah. Have you watched any of those, Talia? Uh, I watched the first two because my sister the know, first two? wanted me to watch them. Yeah, did so you, I watched the first two. Did you two. do the, the third? No? No. How no? many are there? There's like five, right? There's three, but I think the third one came out in two parts. Oh, all right. Yeah, no. So I watched the first two. Yep. Pat, have you ever seen the uh, Twilight series? I might have watched the first one in like elementary school. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I can't. <laughs> Had, yeah. I keep dating myself with some of this stuff. <laughs> I can't even, you know, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Well, we first... feel like Twilight is like new and it's like 20 years it's old. Not, yeah, <laughs> it, it is. Yeah, it is. It's kind of like Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah, oh, I, no, I, yeah. Can't, I can't imagine that those movies are 20 years old. I know. Mm -hmm. I, know right? I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Mm -hmm. You know, um, unbelievable. But you know, here's here's something else. Another another movie that everybody's seen that I haven't seen and have no desire to see whatsoever is uh, Titanic. <laughs> Don't. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. Dave, have you seen Titan Titanic? Are we talking about the original? No, the the James Cameron movie. No. And I'm sure Pat hasn't seen it. It no. probably came out before you were born. If things are trending the way they seem to be in our conversation. Oh, wait, wait, which one are we talking about here? The James Cameron Titanic. Is that the one with... James Cameron? You mean the Leonardo DiCaprio? Yeah. Oh, I've seen that. You've seen that? I've seen the Leonardo DiCaprio. I didn't know if you were talking about they made a remake or something like that. So, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Haven't seen The Notebook either. Me either, and I never will. Oh, thank you. Please. Talia, you're what is awesome. that? Come on now. No. No, 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 no. No, no, no. No, no, Why did you watch The Notebook? Because at the time I had a girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the same reason why I saw The Titanic. I don't, I've even, been like, there. I don't even like Leonardo DiCrapio. <laughs> I've been married for for 32 years, and I haven't seen The Notebook. You don't have to. Just because you've got a girlfriend. <laughs> doesn't mean Mandy you has to The Notebook. Well, that may be true. Are you saying you didn't like the notebook? And yes, I'll, you can put some yeah. more in there. I cried. You cried? Mm -hmm. You cried in the notebook? Mm -hmm. Pat, please tell me you haven't seen the notebook. I know what it is. You know what it is, but have you seen it? No, I don't know what it oh, is. Oh, you don't know what it is. It's a, it's a, uh, well, it's, it's just a movie. It's just a chick flick. It's, it's just the definition flick. of a it's chick, a chick flick. flick. It's like the chick flick the to end all chick flicks. The quintessential chick flick. Oh. Yeah, I've mm. never. Ow! I don't like that guy in it either, Ryan Gosling. Mm. The only I've seen him in two movies. I like him in The Nice Guys with Russell Crowe. Mm -hmm. If you ever seen that, it's hysterical. And Gangster Squad. 
which is also really good. I haven't seen either of those. They're both very good. Highly I recommended. Mm. <clears throat> Let's see here. Um. <laughs> oh, Michelle, you're crazy. Michelle, have you seen The Notebook? She's one of the people watching. Oh. <laughs> spoiler, I'm like looking for spoiler someone. Spoiler alert, the Titanic sinks at the end. <laughs> Thanks, Michelle. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. So I'm still trying to get my pipe fully lit here so I can talk about what I'm tasting here. So this just <clears throat> came in just a little bit ago, right after the uh, PTA. No, she is not. Uh, thank you, Michelle. I'm so glad. We can still be friends. Um, <laughs> um, this is very earthy. It's got some spice. It's got some uh, uh, real zestiness to it, mm. which I think is from the uh, Orientals. Um, the Virginias, you know, are um, very woody. Um, and I get a lot of earth and spice from this. What What are you all picking up? Definitely spice. Mm -hmm. Like right on the tip of your tongue. Mm -hmm. Yep, definitely getting spice. Very earthy. Mm. A little bit of that. Very little bit of that stewed fruit from the Virginias. Mm -hmm. And just a little perique. Yeah, the perique's kind of a minor player, I think, mm -hmm. with this. Although it might very well be the source of a lot of that spice. Yeah, there we go. That's starting mm -hmm. to kick in now. Mm. How do you think it's hitting with a tequila, Talia? Did <laughs> it... <laughs> <laughs> So where the cigar kind of made it a little bit smoother and silkier and like luscious. <laughs> this brings out, I think, the like minerally spiciness more of this mm. peppery almost mm -hmm. in the tequila. Um, is it enjoyable still mm -hmm. or is it mm -hmm. getting in the way of your tequila? Mm -mm. That is such no, a it's just a pipe. different, you know. Very nice. Mm. It suits me. Do you have anything to add, Pat? Yeah, earthy, spice. I get like a plum. And the pipe tobacco is a little metallic to me. Mm. Yeah, there's a little metallic kind of tinge on the uh, finish. Not necessarily a bad thing. Mm. But I know Eric was excited about this coming out. Yeah, I like this a lot. Mm. I don't know if this makes sense. It's bringing out, like, in the tequila, almost like the roasted aspect of the agave. Mm. Mm. So, like, not necessarily like, the sweetness of the honey like it did with the cigar, but, like, the roast, like, the, like, almost, like, char-roasted, like, type. Well, that leads to an interesting question. How, how do you prepare agave to make tequila? Um, is it, is it, roasted? it is roasted. So brick ovens is traditional. They use their own design. So they use their own ovens, um, that are stainless steel. Mm -hmm. 
and they use their own crushing machine as well that they designed that nobody else uses. So you're when you you roast them, you know they get all cooked and cooked down, and then mm -hmm. you need to to mash them. So a lot of they'll use the Tacona wheel, they use machinery, whatever it, it may be, to get all the juices out and get the pulp out. Mm -hmm. So their machine that they use actually gets the maximum amount of juice and takes out all of that bitter, you know, like rind. Mm -hmm. uh, so mm -hmm. that's also why it's a little bit smoother than you might think. You know, when you taste this, that's probably the first thing <laughs> that everyone said to me when they try it for the first time. Like, wow, this is smooth. Yeah, it you is know, very smooth. it doesn't have that like, oh yeah, that's tequila taste when you're drinking it straight. Um, nope, you don't need any salt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that flavor... That is they salt something you use with tequila when it's cheap? I don't like it. It's, I don't. I just don't use salts in general. Um, it's preference, really. Are you a salty person or a sweet person? Salty, salty. all day. Salty all day. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right, we can still be friends. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just look at me. Like, listen to my attitude. Of course, I'm a salty person. <laughs> yeah. If if you give me a choice between like popcorn and ice cream mm. or popcorn and cake i'm gonna pick popcorn oh definitely if you're gonna give me a choice between you know chips or pretzels or or something and something sweet or candy i'm yep. gonna pick the can right i'm gonna pick the salty thing definitely even like my favorite candies are with you know peanuts in it mm. you know like chocolate covered peanuts or whatever almonds right and i'm not a you know sweet person for breakfast either i don't play mm. that like pancake french toast game i do mm. just eggs bacon that kind of stuff yeah that's more my kind of breakfast mm -hmm. bacon yeah i i can't do the captain crunch kind of thing mm. you know any kind of cereal that changes the color of the milk <laughs> is just not going to work with me you know? man it's been a long time since i've had cereal mm. yeah me too it's one of those things i think you do a lot when you're a kid but then you grow up and there's eggs and bacon. Mm. Mm -hmm. Cereal, yeah. When you're an adult, cereal's like a late night snack. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, okay. So, um, this tobacco is, like I said, manufactured for fourth gen by uh, Cornell and Deal. It was a collaboration between Eric Stokeby and Jeremy Reeves. Uh, it's The blend type is a vapor, Virginia Perique. It's Virginia Perique and Orientals. There's no flavorings or toppings added to the tobacco. It's a broken cut flake. And again, it's uh, available as a bulk. And, um, you know, so we sell it here at Twins uh, by the ounce. And um, uh, you can come to either location and pick it up. But, uh, you know, especially the, the newer blends that Eric's been coming out with, um, he just released another one too, uh, called the 1989 blend, which is has the year his son uh, Max was born, and it's actually Max's blend. Um, Max actually works for a Scandinavian tobacco group, uh, who owns uh, Matt Booth's uh, uh, line of cigars now, um, and uh, it's that's a, a Virginia tobacco that he blended and. And that's really, really good, too. So, I mean, the stuff that's been coming out from, from him lately has been great. I really enjoy it. And uh, even more so because Eric's just the nicest guy. Mm -hmm. You know, he's just so down to earth and 
humble and approachable. He's, he's, so he's, here he is. He's got one of the best histories. He's, his family's been in and around the tobacco business for four generations, hence the name. One of the biggest names in pipe tobacco these days. Um, and, you know, he loves kind of sharing the wealth. You know, every year he's going around and coming up with different collaborations with different companies and different blenders and same with pipes. His pipes are made by different people. And um, he's, he's really doing some great stuff. I love I love seeing the the collaboration between things and and uh, all of that. Mm -hmm. um, so, all right. So last last week we were supposed to have or supposed to we planned to have some spots uh, on the show from a friend of mine who did some podcast spots for me when I was on a previous podcast. Uh, Michelle Stiles. Um, I know that there are people who are watching the show and listening to the show who are wondering why we didn't do things last week. We wanted to make sure that uh, Kurt uh, Kendall, who is the owner of Twins and 724 and is one of the sponsors of our show, was okay with um, uh, uh, using her on the podcast. Mm -hmm. And so we had him uh, listen to uh, her spots and we had him look at her Twitter which is where she is and um, he was totally fine with everything so um, we're gonna we're we're looking for something for uh, her to do to help make the show some you know some fun we want to you know stay talking about cigars and tobacco and stuff like that but you know Michelle's very good at adding a little bit of spice to things and um um, yeah. <laughs> to put it lightly. To put it lightly. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna uh, play some of the segments that that uh, ideas that she put together. And what we want is for our listeners and watchers here to give us a little bit of feedback on which thing you might like to see her do on a more regular basis. I'm not saying it's going to be every week. Um, she's wicked busy and she's going all over the world and I don't want to give her anything that's going to stress her out, but <clears throat> this could be something that would be a regular thing on the show and regular could be monthly. It could be, you know, every few weeks. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know, but, uh, that's what I mean by regular. Anyway, um, one of the, uh, ideas we came up with was, uh, a segment called bitching with styles in which uh, Michelle, who is a uh, surfer and a model, uh, probably has a lot to bitch about. And uh, it might be fun to uh, listen to some of that and uh, allow us some, you know, give us a topic to maybe talk about or respond to based on what happened here. So why don't we play that segment? Okay. It's in with Styles. Hey guys, yes, I'm deaf. If you speak slower or louder, I still won't hear you. <laughs> Try this. Speak normally and at a normal pace. If the person who is deaf still can't understand, they'll just move to written forms of communication. Speaking slower and or louder just makes you look dumb and doesn't <laughs> solve the underlying communications issue. It's not commonly known, but accents, dialects, and regional slang will require adjustment by the deaf person before they can successfully read lips. 
And as a side note, please remember, even the best lip readers still only capture about 50% of the conversation through lip reading alone. Body language, facial cues, and context fill in the rest for us. Thanks for your time. This has been Bitchin' with Styles. There we go. What do you know? We've got some deaf people coming here. Mm-hmm. We do. And it, it's funny watching people interact with them because the first thing they try and do <laughs> is, is talk, talk louder. Louder, yeah. <laughs> You know, and it just it just doesn't work. And let me tell you, I mean, it's, if you don't know sign language and you realize that a person is deaf and you get out a pad of paper and you start, you know, writing and you hand them a pen, they're like so thrilled with that, you know. Um, it really does make a world of difference when you just, but it, it, it is amazing how people just don't get that. I like whipping mm-hmm. out my pen on my S23. You like and, whipping out your pen? Yeah. And just writing on my phone. They're like, oh, cause then it's like, you know, yeah. Free advertising for Samsung. Everybody should have <laughs> All right, and uh, then another uh, idea that we had was uh, maybe Michelle could uh, share a bad joke every once in a while, and uh, she gave us a really bad joke. Um, let's let's uh, hear this. Now it's time for the bad joke of the day. I was kidnapped by a group of mimes. They did unspeakable things to me. Okay, okay. I said it was a bad joke. Yes, very bad. <laughs> very bad. <laughs> Cute, kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It might, while well, I appreciate the bad joke idea, it's it's so short mm. that it's like, I, I don't know. You know, I don't know what that would, mm. you know what it's I mean? It's not going to like spur much combo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the third idea was for her to do something similar to what we did when we were on the previous podcast. And that was, you know, as she went and surfed or modeled wherever she was, she would uh, visit, you know, you know uh, well, she'd be at the hotel. She'd go to restaurants. She, if there was a cigar shop in the area, she would go visit it and report on it. Uh, and and let us know and, and you know how many of us are going to get to a, a lot of these places mm-hmm. probably probably not many but but uh traveling eating food um hearing about cigar shops in all parts of the world that's something that added a lot of uh uh content mm-hmm. i think uh to the show and uh so this is kind of an update on where she left off from the previous podcast to this podcast and let's play that hey guys it's michelle i've been asked by many devotees of the righteous puffing pastor padron for an update so here it is my tryouts for the olympics left me as an alternate but that's still pretty good and there's always next time i'm still surfing the circuit and modeling though to be honest it's been more modeling than surfing this year I recently traveled to Ocean City, New Jersey for a swimsuit shoot. I will be traveling to New Zealand in a few weeks for a surfing engagement. In New Zealand, I hope to check a couple of things off of my bucket list. 
There are two black sand beaches I plan to visit and swim in. The first is Kitty Kitty Falls, and the other one is Kare Kare. Both are breathtaking wonders and are both on my bucket list to enjoy. So a question for the not just blowing smoke crew. What's the number one thing on your bucket list? Love to all. Peace out. That's a good one. You like that one? Mm -hmm. I like that one. What's on your bucket list? Well, the number one was the Acropolis. I just did that, so mm. now i got to get another one. But <laughs> uh, Australia, New Zealand, those are on my bucket list. Mm. I need to get over there sometime. They um, have a whole freaking Lord of the Rings thing where you can go stay in the Hobbit holes. And <laughs> All right, nerd. <laughs> That's cool. Is it? Uh, that is cool. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I, I personally like boycotting New Zealand, though, just because they're, like, so anti-smoke. Yeah. So. It's funny because, you know, Michelle told me that one of the things she was going to do was visit a smoke shop over there. And um, I'm sure that there is right now. But now that they've set a age where if you were born after this year, you're not allowed to buy tobacco ever in your life, that's all going to end up going away so it's going to be very interesting for you know if, if she actually finds a shop and is able to talk a little bit about that with some people i would be very interested to see what the mood is over there yeah. with wow. the cigar smokers because whether you're smoking cigars or pipes i mean people have been doing that cigars for hundreds of years pipes for thousands mm -hmm. so this is something that has been part of the human experience for a very long time a very long time um and to to take that away is just kind of crazy you know i mean do you think it's going to end up being like prohibition where it just doesn't matter and they're going to have to go back where there's a will there's a way and i i just it, it really just kind of all depends i think on how sheepish people become to the to the government you know mm -hmm. if, if they really kind of align themselves with that idea that well you know it's illegal and i'm not going to do it or you know they have been working very hard to make a sheep lately <laughs> well yeah new hampshire you know where it's live free or die you know you're not going to find a lot of sheep <laughs> here in new hampshire but uh dave what about you what's on your bucket list Anything that's out of New Hampshire. I just uh, I just don't do anything. So, I mean, I've never even been on a cruise. I'd love to go on a cruise. That's, like, number one on my list because I've just never done it. You know? I need to get a passport and pass the port. That would, that would help. <laughs> yeah, getting past the port is the first, it's the first thing to getting out of the United States. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, one of the things on my bucket list was actually getting to a tobacco farm and, and this past january being able to go down to the aladino farm and see how they do their stuff down there in uh, honduras was amazing i i totally loved it three and a half days that was looked not cool. nearly enough but that was mm -hmm. that was awesome epic epic to see the, it's one thing to know about it it's another thing to see it mm -hmm. and the scale of it it really is i imagine it would be like you know going to a distillery it's it's one thing to know how something's mm -hmm. made but when you go and you see everything that goes into it and how many people have to have their hands in it and how long mm -hmm. it takes and 
all of a sudden you're you're thinking the passion they all have why is that only 45 mm. bucks instead of oh my gosh can't they make a tequila for under 40 bucks <laughs> you know uh michelle also says lord of the rings has several spots in museums out there in new zealand yeah i'm sure it's become a major source of tourism Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I bet Egypt is. I think Egypt's my number one now that the Acropolis is checked off. Not that I'm not Egypt, going back, yeah. but Egypt. I would love really, to go to Egypt. Really cool. I would love to go to Egypt. Been to Turkey, been to Istanbul. That's as close to Egypt as I've got. Best thing about being in Istanbul was there, there were places, you know, well, I don't know that. Mm, you can, at certain points, have one foot in Europe and one foot in Asia mm. at the same time. And that's that was very cool, mm -hmm. to be standing on two continents. Continents, yeah. That was very epic. <clears throat> and uh, all the uh, mosques over there, those were unbelievable. Seeing, you know, these places of worship that have been standing for 2,000 mm -hmm. years, that's just freaking, it's incredible. Mm -hmm. Rod says retirement is on his bucket list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's on I, all of our bucket list. I, I just don't see that happening for me, really, ever. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, at the rate things are going. No kidding. What about you, Pat? What's on your bucket list? Getting Pass, a new pipe? Passing the bar exam. Passing, passing the, bar the bar exam. That, that's, a, that's a good thing to have on yeah. your bucket list. Yep. And... uh um, you know, one of the, getting back to like the whole bucket list, bucket list made me take a leap into, um, pipes in the sense that there are, you know, I don't need any more pipes. I have enough pipes. All right. You, you can, once you get into the whole pipe smoking thing, if, if that's something that turns you on, there is kind of a a collector's bug that you get bit with mm -hmm. you know and so you know yes if you're gonna get seriously into pipes you probably want a pipe for smoking aromatics and you probably want one for english blends you probably want one for virginias and vapors and one for burley blend you can get into all that or you can go into the <clears throat> i want a pipe for every day of the week so that i can have <laughs> a pipe resting for a week between the times that I smoke it, which I've found doesn't really work because you end up having your favorites that you smoke anyway. And the other pipes, mm -hmm. you know, so you smoke, you know, Saturday and Sunday all week long and Monday through Friday sits there because they're not your favorites. You know what I mean? But so I, I, I've got enough pipes. I don't need pipes. But there are shapes that I would love to have. There are kinds of pipes that i would like to have and we have this show coming up and kaz did a great job and there's 124 pipes that he sent for this show it's the most he's ever sent and one of the pipes it's the first time we've had two brands too right well yeah and now there's actually three it's, there's there's a Savinelli, Peterson, and Rossi. And Rossi's owned by Savinelli, so maybe that doesn't count. But there's going to be three brands there. But one of the pipes on my bucket list is a volcano shape. And it's basically a, a pipe that, like, is narrower at the top 
and then it kind of like a volcano kind of spreads out at the bottom mm. you know and has that demonic <coughs> person <laughs> knows that I w want so and so he found two and w one of them is a nice little volcano and it's a rusticated pipe and um, it's a Savinelli autograph and the MSRP on it is 400 bucks. Of course, Cass wouldn't do that one. And then there's another one, which is an autograph, which was graded an eight, which their, their numbers start, which is kind of weird. I think it starts at four and then five, six, seven, eight, nine, and then zero. And then there's double zero. And then there's triple zero, which is the most flawless pipe that there is, right? This one's an eight. A volcano. It's gorgeous. The the MSRP on it is nine hundred and sixty bucks. And I'm like looking at it going, I really want that pipe. <laughs> and thinking, I really cannot. I really buy. need to pay my mortgage. I really, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's just like ah But that's you know, a really nice a, pipe. But it's a really nice pipe. And it's would just they, like would they really be upset with being a month late? I mean you know, that complete they got enough money. He he just has no no I mean and 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 so now I'm and I'm trying to go on not only that but I'm trying to go on vacation this month too, and so Can I, I need extra, of I need extra money <laughs> to go on vacation with the family and everything. And now I'm being tempted by, you know, half a dozen pipes that he brought that are all and all of them are like on the higher end of the. And I'm like, geez, freaking Louise, Kaz, you suck. Yeah, and, not, and you don't even have anything to fight for. Like hit Kaz, it's my birthday. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, look, Kaz, I know you're watching. <clears throat> I'm your biggest account. Show some love. <laughs> Show some love. Drop a $900 pipe. <laughs> <laughs> Do it for the anniversary of Not Just Blowing Smoke. There you go. You know, I got, I got you close. all 724 cigars. You know, we've we've created a whole line of pipe tobacco here. Come on, show me some love. But let's let's work something out. Let's work let's something, work something out. out. Let's work something out, cats. Okay, He's come on. Begging you, cats. Oh my gosh, I can't <laughs> even freaking believe it. You know, are there th things out there that you like are lusting after that you, you know you really should not do? Always. Right That's why I have a wish list on Amazon. <laughs> mine's mostly trips trips yeah. for you i'm trying to think if there's like some like things that i really you know no want. not that i can think of not really what trips about? it's all trips for me i like if anytime i hear one of us has to spend you know five hundred dollars on something like the car or you know like anytime we have to spend a decent amount of money on something that mm -hmm. we need i get all like oh that could have been a plane ticket <laughs> that mm -hmm. could have been two nights here you know mm -hmm. i think it's mostly yeah trips for me getting away what about you pat it's not really anything big maybe like the impossible 13 fuente bucks mm. it's like 2600 bucks for 13 cigars 
There was an Opus 25 inside, and I told myself I would smoke one of those before I turned 26. So I feel like that's my only option, mm. is to get that $2,600 <clears throat> box. <laughs> Now's the time to do it, Pat, because you've got <clears throat> disposable income. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> like, For if now, you're going to do mean... it once in your life, this is the time. Yeah, when you get to when, be, you, when you don't when do you it have, when you're when you when got you're a married, wife and kids when you, you have, when you're married have three kids and a mortgage this you ain't spending twenty six hundred bucks on thirteen cigars. Yeah. Let me tell you. <laughs> I'm having a hard Without enough time trying not to buy a five hundred dollar pipe. Jesus. <laughs> but if you do buy it, my thing to you would be to freaking smoke them. Don't I, I, put them I, away. I smoke all my stuff. I only have like five months to smoke the. Uh, Actually, is it five months? I don't even know what. I have six months. When do you turn 26? February. This February? Yeah. Oh, you don't have a whole lot of time. Yeah, five months. Five you got, you four got, and a half. Is, there, is it even available, though? Yeah, I can get one. Fucking get it, dude. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> like, well, I don't even know why you're thinking about it. So what? I'm a Fuente guy. That is an expensive box. He's Pat Fuente. Only Pat Fuente is Pat Fuente. That's a very expensive box. Mm -hmm. There's a reason they call it the impossible collection. I think I have most of what's in the box, just not the 25th. I could probably sell a few of the PJs. I'll buy the... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'll buy a PJ off you to help you. I don't think you could afford them. What? What do you want? A couple hundred bucks? I'll do that. I think yeah, I think people sell like PJ for two hundred, two hundred bucks. I hope yeah, I'll do that. At least, at least with the pipe, I get to keep it. I can smoke it over and over mm. and over again. You know, you get yourself a little pussy juice, and you enjoy it. Let's Hopefully, what? Well, let's. <laughs> I I would enjoy a PJ. I I know I would, but that. Two hour, you know, nurse it for two hours, two and a half hours, and then then it's just a memory and whatever selfies you took of your smoking. <laughs> you know, would how many selfies would you take if you were I wouldn't smoking even a take a selfie? I take a video and I just sit there in silence and smoke it and record it that way. <laughs> mm. Save it, PJ. <laughs> Are we tempting you, Pat? Are you thinking? We do have. Well, see, there's two fifty right there for you, right there, right there. Two fifty. It's gonna be a game time decision. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. oh ask for money for Christmas towards it from everyone. See how much you get. <laughs> mm. All right. So, what's the final thought here on the uh, Twilight from? Uh, this is a really pleasant everyday mm. smoke. You know, I really enjoy talking while smoking it. Mm. Um, and I think uh, the the pairing was interesting. I think the cigar pairing was way better. But I think the uh, the pairing with this was okay. Like, it was, it was, I wasn't upset about it. I kept drinking, I kept smoking. But it was nothing like, wow, you know, mm-hmm. I'm discovering the universe or anything like that. But, uh, no, I'm happy with it. I'm content. I would, I would repeat it. Pat? It was enjoyable. I think the tequila definitely is one of those, like, kind of like coffee pairings. I don't think there's many things I w- it would not go well with. Mm. So, yeah, it was. I think they, they, they paired well with both. Mm. I think the cigar 
just I don't, I don't know. I'd, I'd say they're pretty even. Mm. I enjoyed them both about the same personally. Yeah, I guess it would just depend different on my reasons, mood. Like different my, reasons. Yeah. But yeah. Am I feeling zesty or am I feeling smooth and sultry? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you like both of them too? I you do. like the pipe tobacco? Mm-hmm. I do. I do. Yeah, I have to say I feel the same. Um, and uh, before we go, we should probably say something. Do we do we have uh, feedback for the Shellster on um, what we might want? her to do in the future with any of these things they love the update the updates the popular one mm-hmm. i think if we did an update especially if she were able to find a tobacco shop or something i think that would be good. that'd be really neat yeah and michelle also being a um lakota um uh I think it would be very interesting for her to share something about um, pipe smoking in in that Indian heritage. I think the update and the bitching are really. really I like the bitching thing. Oh yeah, the you update know, and the bitching. We we're let's face it, we're we're never going to get Brett on here to do bitching, bitching with, with Brett. Brett. Yeah, but we could do bitching with Styles. Yeah, could do bitching with Styles. So yeah. maybe maybe you know one or the other of those. And every once in a while, we could do a bad joke. I, don't, okay. I think like bad. If it's it's got to be really bad though, not dry. You know, cause <clears> you, you can you can have something be hysterically funny but very bad. Yes, yes, that's true. That's true. And um, okay, so uh, I'll catch up with you afterwards, Michelle, and we can talk shop. But there's some there's some direction. You know, Kurt's big thing was he wanted things to be interesting, and you know, provocative, provocative. But you know. <laughs> PG, PG-13, you know, nothing, you know, but, but interesting and entertaining. Was Are we talking about wanted. 1980s PG-13 or 2023 PG-13? Because those are two totally different things. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I'm going to leave that open to interpretation. <laughs> yeah, I don't have the, I don't have the wherewithal to make those kind of decisions. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, Talia, thanks for being with us again tonight. Of this is awesome. Thanks for the tequila. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing. Mm-hmm. So, Condigo. Codigo. 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 You find like, the best spirits. Mm-hmm. Always find mm-hmm. the best spirits. Mm-hmm. 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 All right. Even the gin, dare I say. All right. Well, that's our show for tonight. We'll see you next week when we'll have uh, Kaz Walters from La DC Distribution Group and Jeremy Reeves on the show. Don't be late. And that's Not Just Blowing Smoke. Amen. You've been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke, the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Thanks for listening, everybody. And that is Not Just Blowing Smoke. Rolling with the top down, smoke.